Welcome to Revealing Jesus. Are you hungry to learn more about our beautiful Savior Jesus? I am your host, Christina Pereira, lover of Jesus, apostolic leader, licensed and ordained minister, author, podcaster, and kingdom party planner. Did you know that the Bible declares that grace and peace are multiplied to us in the knowledge of Jesus? And that simply means the more we learn about our beautiful Savior, the more we will experience all He died to give us. Join me for all things the King and His Kingdom, including revelatory teaching, interviews with Bible ministers, media leaders, authors, and more. Come discover the beauty of God displayed all across the body of Christ. Together, we are revealing more of Jesus to a hurting world today. The Word became flesh. The unperishable became touchable. The invisible became visible. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ came to dwell among us. But before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to our Christina Prayer Ministry sponsors who help support the mission to unite the body of Christ and fulfill the Great Commission with love. A big shout out to Go for Ministries, who provides all of our equipment for our gospel events. Davis Financial Services, who does all of our financial accounting. Harvest Family Network, through which I am licensed and ordained. And Life Changing Productions, who helps put together evangelistic events to reach our city for Jesus. If you or your organization are interested in becoming a CPM sponsor, you can find out more information on our website at ChristinaPereira.org. Do you have a loved one special occasion coming up and don't know what to get them? Well, now you can sponsor an episode of Revealing Jesus in their name. And you can give them a special dedication message read on air. It makes a great gift. To find out more information, just go to ChristinaPereira.org slash podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I'm so excited to have you with me here today. I hope and I pray that you are doing well right where you are and enjoying the continuously flowing favor of grace pouring from our beautiful Savior and Father in heaven. I've got a great show for you today. I have an amazing leader in the body of Christ with me today. He is the founder and president of Gospel of Glory, and he is the co-author of the new book, Abiding in His Presence, The Secret to Waging War and Bearing Fruit. I have with me here today, Dr. Elamu Biftu. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm so excited to have you with me here today. I've loved reading through your new book. I have to say that I just enjoyed reading it in his presence with him, and it was such a gift. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Praise God. Well, I've told our listeners a little bit about you. Since this is revealing Jesus, I have to ask you how you met our beautiful Savior, Jesus. Well, as you can tell from my accent, I was born and grew up in the countryside in Ethiopia. 
and I never heard about the gospel. I was the last child of the ten, and all my siblings uh, were farmers. And one day I saw my dad carrying a piece of paper. I asked him what that was, and he said, somebody can tell me what's on this piece of paper. And I was fascinated by that. I never seen a piece of paper. I was around 12 years old. And I asked him what it would take for me to learn how to read and write, if I put it into today's language. At that time, I didn't even know what to call it. And he said, you have to go and spend time in a special place. And that's how you will learn how to read and write. And so that's what I did. And ran away from home to go to mission school. And it's far away. And by the way, I have a book uh, called Break Up for Breakthrough, a journey for your prophetic destiny. If you are uh, more that anybody interested in can go get it in our website, goglory.org. So that's where I first heard the gospel and accepted the Lord. And because of that, my parents were very upset and kicked me out from home. When I was 14 years old, I started running away and so survived. Now I am here. That's how I accepted the Lord. Wow. That's an amazing story. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. And now look, you're writing books on that amazing paper. Thank you. Thank you. That's so wonderful. Well, I've loved reading through your book. You know, I was just praying recently that I wanted to read a book on the glory. And uh, lo and behold, you came across so many people in the charismatic circle talk about the glory can you give us a quick definition out there? What is the glory? The glory, if we put it in, in our today's language, is really in the manifested presence of our God. A glory in that sense is it's the majesty, the greatness, and the awesomeness of God who we cannot understand fully or even handle it fully. To make it simple for, for common people, it's just the manifested presence of God. Mm -hmm. That's so good. For me, I, I always think about the glory as just Him. You know, I, I love all of the different manifestations, however He comes, whether it's in the glory cloud or we're seeing just supernatural signs and wonders. But yes, uh, to me, it's all just Him. It's Him. It's Him. I love that so much. You know, it's amazing to me. So many people out there have misconceptions about Christianity and what it is. And the truth is, is that we serve a living and loving Savior and one who often comes and manifests himself and is with his people. Sometimes people okay. can have all of these ideas about how the Holy Spirit comes. But one of the most powerful things that I've always learned is that his desire to be with us is far greater than even our desire. And yes. so can you talk a little bit about how much the Lord loves to come and be with his people? Thank you for that. The amazing thing is we are created and saved to dwell in his presence. That the plan and the purpose of God from eternity past is so that we can be with him. 
And then at the end, when we read the book of Revelation, we will be with him forever and he will be with us. We don't even need natural light because of his glory. So in that sense, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, God's desire is to be with us and to envelop us. That's how we created the first man and woman. God was fellowshiping with them. But the enemy does not like when we dwell in the presence of God. And because that's what we are created for. That's what we are saved for. And more than that, the, the beauty of the New Testament about the Holy Spirit is, yes, in the Old Testament, we experience the presence of God. In the New Testament, the beauty of that is, actually, God says, I'm going to dwell in them. Mm-hmm. Not only with them, but in them. So with the Holy Spirit is in us. And then the fact that he is in us, he is transforming us into the image of Christ daily mm-hmm. so that not only enjoying the presence of God, but also to change us to be more like Christ every day. And Paul put it in a simple word in Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. He says, we are not like Moses. Moses experienced the presence of God, the glory of God. But he said, but we are with unveiled faces. Behold, the glory of Christ being transformed from glory to glory by the Holy Spirit. So it's not just outside of heaven, but the Holy Spirit transforms us into the image of Christ so that we can reflect who our God is on earth and be the light of the world. So. That's the desire of God. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit to call the Father, Abba, Father. Daily. As we call him Abba. So the desire of a child is to look like the parents, the father, the mother. So that's who we are. I love that so much. You know, with God, having a relationship is not a theory. It's an actual experience with him. And I think that's one of the big differences between Christianity and other religions and things out there, if you will, is our Christianity is an experience with a living, loving God. It's not so much about our transformation as it is about who God is. And in that process, he transforms us to look more and more like him. I love that you said, and just like the Apostle Paul says, it's an ever-increasing glory. You know, the glory that Moses Mm -hmm. had was fading away. But our covenant under the new covenant is an ever-increasing glory. So for Christians out there, I know we've talked a little bit about some of the manifestations of God's presence. Can you give them some scriptural New Testament places where they can ground those manifestations of God's presence in the New Testament? The best one... (laughs) Yeah, you may be surprised. The best manifestation is Jesus Christ himself. Mm -hmm. The word became flesh. The unfashionable became touchable. The invisible became visible. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ came to dwell among us. And then the word of God says he came to his own, did not accept him. But 
to whoever accepts him, he gave them authority to become children of God. So when Jesus came, he tabernacled among us and he revealed the glory of the Father. And mm -hmm. that glory became touchable, approachable, personable. We can relate to him. And that the Lord Jesus, by doing that, and then revealed the Father. And that's the greatest manifestation of the glory of God that started with the Lord Jesus Christ. And then later on, when we go through the New Testament, we see the ritual manifestation of the glory of God in so many different ways. One of the vivid examples about the glory is at the early church when Stephen was persecuted. And um, he said, I see the heavens open, the glory of the Lord. Jesus Christ is stand by the right hand of the Father. This is a literal thing that he saw. He saw the Lord Jesus Christ is standing up there. And also John says, I saw him. When I saw him, I became like a dead man. I couldn't even move. I couldn't do anything. And then he put his right hand upon me. He said, fear not. I am the first and I am the last. I paid the price. I can relate to you. There are so many incidents that physically, actually, we see the glory of God mm -hmm. in the New Testament. I love that so much. And I love that you brought it back to Jesus as the supreme manifestation of the glory of God. How incredible it is. And I've been meditating so much on just the body. Jesus himself says, sacrifice that you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that he came and that precious little body would one day become a man who would literally take away the sin of all those who believe in him. Yes. And it's just absolutely incredible. You know, I'm so thankful, so thankful that was just the beginning. And I think what we have to look forward to and the glory that is coming is going mm -hmm. to be so much more than we can ever even imagine. Mm -hmm. And it's important. I know I saw this theme running through your book repeatedly, the importance of surrender, of living out our lives to glorify Jesus is foundationally grounded in surrender and fear of the Lord and mm. that obedience to his will. Can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, you know, just to... She that and maybe move to this. The night that the angels came to make that announcement, Jesus was born. What shone around the shepherd was not a natural light. It's the glory of God. Mm, yes. The glory of God was shining upon them. And that means God is now among us. The glory. And then he put that light in us so that we can shine that glory. And when we come to how to glorify the Lord, how to honor the Lord, how to walk with the Lord, and what is really our calling and our purpose, the Lord Jesus, when he came, the first thing he said to the disciples was when he first met them, 
Follow me. Follow me. It's not the activity, but you, the personal relationship. Mm-hmm. Follow me. And uh, in fact, it's just an amazing verse. Mark chapter 3, for your audience, maybe they can look at it later on in their own. Mark chapter 3, verse 13 through 14, he said, he called them to himself. And they came to be with him. So that he can send them and to do his will. So in the New Testament, once we receive the Holy Spirit, once we are indwelled with the Holy Spirit and empowered by the Holy Spirit, what is our ministry? What is our life? What do we do? It's not an activity. It's a total obedience to the revealed will of God. Mm-hmm. One of the things the enemy uses so much, uh, at least for those who wanted to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ in their daily life, is to give them so much activity so that they can focus on the activity instead of on him himself. He, we our calling is to run to him before we start running for him. Amen. To dwell in his presence. When we dwell in your presence, since we are talking about the glory, even if you go back to the Old Testament, when the Lord said to Moses, come to the mountain where the glory was, where the mountain was covered. When Moses went up there, three things happened to him in that instant. Number one, he was transforming before he did anything. When he came down, his face was shiny. The glory of the Lord, he was saturated with the glory and with the presence of God. And then the Lord said, okay, because of that transformation, I'll give you the word of God, the eternal word of God. He received the word of the Lord. And then thirdly, he said, let me give you a pattern so that you can build a temple for me. I can do it among my people until my son will come in the flesh. He received that. So even the ministry of Moses in the Old Testament started with the glory dwelling in the presence of God. And then when we shift in the New Testament, because now we have the Holy Spirit, we have the Word of God. And now our ministry is not an activity. It's a total obedience to the revealed will of God. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. obey His voice. It's not what we do for him, it's how much we are dedicated to him, to worship him. And a true obedience comes out of worship, out of commitment to who he is. And when we are sent, that's what Jesus kept on saying, as my father has sent me, as my father has sent me. And at the end, he said to the disciples, I am sending you as my father has sent me. The essence of living for God today is, to be in his presence, to enjoy the glory, live in the glory zone so that we can be sent by him. And when we are sent from the glory zone, we carry his glory, his love, his compassion, his care, his purity. So it's not the performance, it's life. Are you longing for supernatural direction and insight from God to discover the plans He has for you? 
Do you want to overcome sleep disorders and night terrors? If then, I've got a great resource for you. Author and passionate prophetic minister Jennifer Ivaz's latest book, Awaken the Dreamscape, The Building Blocks to Understanding the Supernatural Power of Your Dreams, is now available. Don't dismiss your dreams. Instead, awaken to God's voice in the night. With this book, you can finally understand your dreams, discover prophetic revelation, and gain new victories in your life. Just for being a Revealing Jesus listener, you get 40% off and free shipping with promo code REVEALINGJESUS at familyownedbakerbookhouse.com. Be sure to pick up a copy of Awaken the Dreamscape today to connect more deeply with the one who never sleeps and receive supernatural revelation from Jesus. Link in show notes or visit bakerbookhouse.com. Amen. Amen. I love that so much. You know, so many times I feel like, especially Christian leaders, they're always looking at strategies and ways to improve things, but there's no greater strategies than what comes from heaven. And I feel like there's no shortcut to God's building. God's building takes time and it, it takes obedience to the vision that he gives you. And so many times, yeah. you know, people want shortcuts, but there is no shortcut. Can we talk about some of the great leaders throughout the Bible that walked with God and built the vision of God, not necessarily the strategies of man, but the vision of God? I know you've mentioned Moses, but there's so many more we can talk about. David, Enoch, so many more. Yeah. You know, if we start in that back at the, the beginning in Genesis chapter five, and when you read the background, chapter five and chapter six, it's the worst as far as sin is concerned. It's the worst. That's why the Lord sent the flood. But in the middle of that, we see this guy. It says one thing, characterized by one thing, he followed God. He didn't do anything for God. He didn't preach for he didn't see it for God. He just followed God. What does that mean? He said, I don't want anything but God. <laughs> I don't want it to focus on anything but on God. And then I love the phrase that in that chapter, as a leader, it says that he followed God. He was not found. He was not found for anybody, for anything, for failure, for success, for fame. Nothing can find him. Why? Because he was following God. He was dwelling in the glory zone, in the presence of God. And then when Jesus came, he sampled the life of the disciples exactly the same way. The first time when he met them fishing at the lake, he used two words. But the New Testament apostles, it said, follow me. What? Follow me. Can you explain it? No, follow me. Because that's what will make you a great leader. A true leader, before he will lead others, need to learn how to follow. Mm -hmm. Who is our greatest leader, the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, follow me. And then he said, I will make you fishers of men. That means in that following me, there is a process, just like what you said. There is no shortcut. 
I'm going to transform you. I'm going to transform you into my likeness. Just as I reflect my father as a leader on earth, he turned it to one of the disciples and said, didn't you see the father? Didn't you see me, the father? Didn't you see the father in me? And that is what leadership is all about in the Old Testament that Jesus demonstrated. The same thing with David. And we love David. We read about David. And then the Lord promised he would raise the fallen tent of David. What is all about David? What did he do? It's not what he did. It's how he lived. David's commitment was to glorify the Lord. David's commitment was to correct what went wrong. David's commitment was to establish a standard of excellence because of his relationship with God. He committed to worship. He started by worshiping. He finished by worshiping. Even at the deathbed, I was reading this morning, just happened for my devotion. And after Solomon became his successor, he worshiped the Lord on his bed. That's how he started with worship. He finished with worship. All his ways. And then even during Saul, one key thing that David did was he said, we did not seek the Lord during Saul. Let's go back and bring the ark of his presence to the nation. So he brought back the presence of God. And at that time, he built that tent. And after everything, the Lord didn't say, I'm going to raise the magnificent temple that Solomon built. He said, no, I'm going to restore and raise again the tent of David. Why? Because he was longing for the presence of God. Mm-hmm. He was longing to be in the presence of God. It's not about the religious ritual. It's the presence of God. So there are so many we can talk through throughout the Old Testament. So, yep. That's so good. Thank you for sharing this too. You know, I was just sitting here thinking about how the Father declared that Jesus will inherit the throne of David. He is a king forever. And it's just so amazing to me and how the Lord prepared that body of Jesus Mm -hmm. to be that tabernacle out in the wilderness. And it's just so interesting here. I'm thinking about how Israel rejected Jesus. And Mm. now we, his Gentile bride, are, you know, tabernacling with him here out in the wilderness until he returns to reign on the throne of David in Jerusalem. And it's so amazing to me. I just think he's so beautiful and I'm so thankful for who he is. You know, he is goodness personified and he is glory and majesty indwelt with humility and kindness. And he's just altogether lovely, isn't he? Amen. Well, this has been so much fun. Is there anything burning on your heart you'd like to say directly to our listeners today? just want maybe one simple thing that they can go away with. And this book came at the right time. Even if you don't read this book, just look at the cover. Abide mm-hmm. in his presence. That's what we are created for. That's what we have been saved for. That's what we have been anointed for. To abide in his presence. 
abiding in his presence gives us not only personal transformation, but also victory over our enemies. Amen. It will enable us to bear fruits that will bring glory to God. Therefore, what I like to encourage everybody is that just focus on him. Just ask him this year, 2024, I wanted to abide. Not only in your presence, I wanted to abide in you. Jesus left the disciples with one word. He didn't say, you know, continue preaching this and that, that. But he said, abide in my love. Abide in me. When we abide in him, we accept the fullness of his love. When you receive the love of God and understand the love of God for you and for your family, for humanity, and then uh, there is no other question. There is no fear. There is no doubt because you know who you are in Christ Jesus because of his love and his mercy. Seek him this year more than anything and live a Christ-driven life. About a year ago, almost a year now, and a leaders from Asia called me and said, can you help us with one thing? I'll finish with this. And I said, what do you want? He said, how can we keep the passion for Christ? What should we do? I said, nothing. You said, what do you mean? Do you really want it to keep the passion for Christ? They said, yeah. One of the challenges in Christian life, for, particularly for leaders, is that they are driven by activities. I said, stop time and say, driven by a person, not even by purpose, by a person, Amen. the person of Jesus Christ. If driven by him, you will be driven to him. You come closer and closer and closer and closer every day. So your passion increases, your love increases, your purity increases, and your worship increases. You can't lose the passion. Mm -hmm. This year, make a decision as an individual, as a family, to live a life that is driven by Christ. Amen. Amen. That's so good. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think Hands down, that's the number one thing we need. And it's amazing to me how people want to seek after the terms of this world's success. But truly success comes from looking like him, sounding like him, being with him, being alone with him. And then out of that, he will give you things to do. But when you yes. go to do it, it'll often look different than the world's ways. Mm. So there's such courage and such hope. But, you know, when we get away with him and we hear directly words from his mouth, we mix our faith with that and then we begin to run. And that's when we see the power and the fruitfulness and uh, things like that. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. Will you pray for our listeners before we go today, whatever the Lord lays on your heart? Yes. 20, I just gave a message. 2024 is the year of hope and vision. 
the first thing the enemy does to us is to discourage us so that we can lose hope. When you lose hope, your vision is not clear. You don't know where you are going. You don't even know what you see. And so this is the year 2024, at least from my perspective, one dimension of 2024 is to renew your hope so that you can have a clear vision for your future. And that's what I like to pray for you. Father, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, renew our hope. Renew our hope in you. Lord Jesus, you paid the price for us. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the word of God. Almighty God. Therefore, our hope is eternal. Our hope is unchanging. Even as Paul said, hope, faith, and love they last forever. Father, renew our hope today in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for everyone who right now that discouraged because of the situation, because of the challenge they go through, whatever is happening in them and around them. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, let the hope of God overrule them and overwhelm them, Lord God. The hope you give us in eternal hope. Father God, in Jesus' mighty name, fill them again with hope. Oh Lord God, let them dream again. Let them hope again. Let them get excited in 2024. Let them see again, Father God. Give them a new vision. In that new vision, let them see you first, Jesus. Let them see you. Even as the disciples in their fear, in the closed door, when they saw you, they overjoyed. Let Almighty God, everyone who listen to our voice right now, see you and get excited. Jesus is still alive. His promise is eternal promise, unchangeable promise. Now, the, the covenant Jesus entered with us is eternal covenant. That's why I said, this is my blood for the new covenant. Nothing will change it. Nothing will break it. Nothing will stop it. Father, I pray that upon everyone today, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, renew their home and renew their vision for the future. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praises in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I know I'm over here receiving abundant hope and vision for 2024. I'm so thankful. Thank you so much for being here with me today. It's been a joy. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. God bless you. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I hope that I pray that today's episode has blessed you. I will have links from today's podcast and resources in the show notes under Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira, wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to pick up a copy of the new book, Abiding in His Presence, The Secret to Waging War and Bearing Fruit. And be sure to connect with our guest, Dr. Elamu Biftu. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless. Beloved, let me introduce you to my King. 
He is altogether lovely. No matter which way you turn him, he is perfection personified. He is velvet and steel. He is meekness and majesty. He is glory and humility. He is kindness and strength. He is altogether lovely. And he is my king. And he can be yours as well. All day long, he holds his hand that you might take that you might turn one step, one grasp, one yes, one breath away from the arms of your loving Savior. Beloved, if you hear him calling today, do not harden your heart. The Bible declares that not one of us is guaranteed another moment upon this earth. So pray this prayer with me today and run into the arms of the one who loves you, who knows you best. Father, I ask you to forgive me for all of my sin, for all of the places that I have fallen short, God, of your glorious standard. I ask you now to send your Son into my heart, to be the forgiveness of my sin, to be my redemption, to be my righteousness, to be my holiness, to be my sanctification. I ask you to forgive me, to cleanse me, to fill me with your Spirit, your power, your glory, that I might bring glory to your name, Father. I thank you that I receive all of this by faith in the Son of God who loved me and who gave himself up for me. I thank you that I am now a child of God, fully forgiven, fully righteous, fully holy in your eyes. And I ask you to help me walk out this life in a way that pleases and honors you, Father. I thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done. I thank you for your love, for your kindness, for your great joy in saving me. And I thank you, Father, and I thank you, Holy Spirit. And I pray all of these things in your beautiful Son's name. Amen. If you've just prayed that prayer for the first time, I want to congratulate you. You are now a child of God, and all things are now yours. Keep listening to Revealing Jesus. Find a good Bible translation that makes sense to you. And keep hearing about our beautiful Savior Jesus. Please let us know. We want to continue to pray for you. And we want to send you a free PDF copy of our new Believer Workbook. Just go to christinaperrera.org slash welcome hyphen home. Enter your email address and we will be happy to send this free gift and continue to pray for your journey. God bless. I sincerely hope and pray today's episode has blessed you. Now it's your turn to continue the conversation. We are all evangelists of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Like this episode, rate it, share it with a friend. If it's impacted your life, let them know that you want it to do the same and theirs. Help spread the word of the good news of Jesus. Subscribe to the mailing list and get episodes, articles, downloads, and more sent right to you. Link in show notes or just text Jesus to 1-833-815-7778. Again, that's Jesus, 1-833-815-7778.
We would love to connect with you on social media. You can find us at Christina Prayer Ministries on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless.